From Happy Cat Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's time for the Rick's Rambles podcast, the first episode of October, the spooky month for October the 2nd, 2023. Let's get right into this week's fun facts. Fun facts. This week's fun facts not only kick off the spooky month, the month of Halloween, but they're also a shout out to my fellow Svengoolie fans. We're going to look at one of our favorite actors. We're talking about Boris Karloff, the king of monster and horror movies, but he was much more than just Frankenstein. Number one, Boris Karloff has been nominated for not one, but two Grammy Awards and won once. He was nominated both times under the Best Recording for Children category at the 5th and the 10th Annual Grammy Awards. He won in 1967 for Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Fellow winners that year were The Beatles, Elvis Presley, Glenn Campbell, Aretha Franklin, and Bobby Gentry. He was in pretty good company. Well, everything I've read about Boris Karloff talks about what a nice guy he truly was and how community-minded he was. Starting in 1940, Boris spent each Christmas making appearances dressed as Santa Claus and bringing gifts to sick and handicapped children in Baltimore-area hospitals. It's well documented just how much he loved children. Well, there's a list out called 1,000 Movies You Need to See Before You Die, and five of Karloff's films are on that list. They are... Frankenstein, 1931, Scarface, 1932, The Black Cat, 1934, that's one of my favorites, by the way, The Bride of Frankenstein, 1935, and Targets, made in 1968. Not only a screen actor, he also was a stage actor. He was hooked on Broadway. Boris Karloff participated in five Broadway shows, Arsenic and Old Lace, The Linden Tree, The Shop at Sly Corner, Peter Pan, Mr. Darling, and The Lark. In 1956, he was nominated for a Tony for the best actor in the play based on his work with The Lark. Well, the epitome of many actors' career is to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And Mr. Karloff has not just one, but two. One star was awarded for his contribution to film, and the other for television. Before Boris Karloff, only U.S. presidents had been honored on a U.S. commemorative stamp. He was first featured on two September stamps for both of his iconic monster figures. The third time came about in 2000. He has appeared on three United States postage stamps. He was a founding member of the Hollywood Cricket Club. What do Boris Karloff, Errol Flynn, and Elizabeth Taylor have in common? They were all members of a club for the British members of the entertainment industry called the Hollywood Cricket Club. He transported English grass seeds so there would be proper English grass on the cricket fields. Well, he had his share of challenges early in his life. He was born bow-legged and with a stutter and a lisp. Sometimes you can hear a little bit of that lisp in his movie performances. None of these traits stopped him from pursuing his ambitious goals, embracing the traits that make people human is incredibly important. Well, who remembers the movie The Ghoul? This is a great movie. A classic film of Karloff's is the 1933 British horror film titled The Ghoul. This movie was the first British film to be labeled horrific, and it was the first talkie in the horror genre in Britain. The footage was lost for many years and miraculously recovered when a subtitled version was found in Prague, and later an uncut British print was recovered and digitally restored. Well, he was a founding father of sorts. The filming of Frankenstein wasn't always safe. After a 
25-hour workday, Boris Karloff filed a complaint with the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and took a special interest in a movement to unionize screen actors. Boris was the ninth member of the Screen Actors Guild and served as president from 1933 to 1949. Who remembers that great song, The Monster Mash? Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kicker Five created a now iconic tune titled The Monster Mash in 1962. Boris Karloff himself enjoyed the song and was caught picking up a copy at a local record store. Pickett is quoted sharing that Boris told him how much he loved the record. Boris himself performed the song on TV in 1965. The footage itself is lost, but a reel-to-reel audio tape was shared on YouTube in 2007, sharing the audio for the first time since it appeared on television. Well, I feel like I know a lot about Boris Karloff. I'm a big fan, but I did not know this. He was a huge animal lover. Boris had a wide variety of pets throughout his life. At one point in his 30s, Karloff had a pair of Scottish terriers named Whiskey and Soda, two Bedlington terriers named Angus D. and Silly Girl, a tortoise named Lightning Bill, I love that, a parrot, two ducks, both named Donald, chickens, turkeys, a cow named Elsie, and a huge Poland-China pig named Violet, who was gifted a colorful sweater and wandered throughout the garden with Boris. Well, I mentioned he was an animal lover. He also was an avid gardener. There are a few things Boris Karloff enjoyed more than gardening. One of the most infamous stories in Hollywood is that his former rose garden is a haunted destination due to the fact that he scattered many of his friends' ashes there. Sarah Karloff, his daughter, has debunked this rumor many, many times, but she's recording acknowledging this in a 2008 audio recording shared by the Huntington. Well, he's famous for playing Frankenstein's monster and many other characters, but he only appeared once as a vampire. Black Sabbath is the only film where Boris Karloff plays a vampire. The metal band Black Sabbath is named after this film. I did not know that. Kicking off Spooky Month with a few fun facts about Boris Karloff. Well, this week's good news story is something quite a bit different. As I was preparing the special days for this week, that segment you'll hear a little bit later in the podcast, one of the days we're going to be celebrating is National Frugal Fund Day, those things that we can do that don't cost us very much or no money. And I thought that would make a great good news story. I've compiled a list of 15 hobbies or activities that you can do for free or for very little money. I'm sure with winter coming on, when we can't spend as much time outdoors, we're going to be looking for things to occupy our mind and occupy our time. Number one, writing. Putting pen to paper or even typing on the computer screen. Writing is a great activity that anyone can do for free. It might not sound enjoyable, but it can be when you realize there are so many different forms of writing and ways to do it. You could write a story. You could write a poem. You could write a journal. You could write a letter. You can even write reviews of every place that you visit. Just like with any creative medium, there's pretty much limitless ways to get started writing. So that in itself could be overwhelming. So how do you get started? Well, that depends on what you want to do. And I'm going to give you some suggestions. One, just a notepad and paper. Just scribble random thoughts down. Online, you can start a free blog on things like WordPress or Medium. Lots of ways you can get started. Number two, hiking or walking. Not only a great fun activity, but also exercise, which benefits our mind and our body. Want to kill some time, do something enjoyable, and maybe get or stay fit? Well, get outside and start walking or hiking. This is completely free, and there are limitless places you can go. 
you can just open your front door and walk around your neighborhood. Maybe you've got a city, county, or state park near you that has free admission. Go walk there. There's an app called All Trails and several other apps that will give you walking areas. Number three, reading. I've talked about this before, but too many people don't realize that reading can be an absolutely free activity. Seriously, if you haven't considered reading as a hobby, think about getting a local library card. Or if you have a Kindle or other e-reader, there are a ton of free books that you can get. Number four, exercise or fitness. And you might think, well, I've got to join a gym. That costs money. No, you don't. There are tons and tons of free exercise routines, videos, and tips on YouTube. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've already got internet access of some sort, so you won't have to pay any additional money. Number five is something my wife and I are both actually doing. Learn a foreign language. Another fun hobby can be learning another language. It used to be expensive to learn languages. You need to take a class or pay a tutor. However, today, there are lots of free ways to do it, including an app that we use called Duolingo. Number six, well, this may cost gas money to get someplace, but still, it's free and it's very rewarding. Volunteering. Want to have a hobby that also contributes and gives back? volunteering is the way to go. So many organizations are looking for great help. There are nearly limitless ways that you can spend your time giving back. It's important to remember that volunteering can be both structured and unstructured. You can volunteer and become part of an organized organization. I'm not sure I said that right. (laughs) Or you can just do it on your own. You can walk around the neighborhood and pick up trash on the roadside. If you're looking to be part of an organization, there's a great website called Volunteer Match that will attempt to match your skills with groups that are looking for them. Number seven, singing. Well, you know, I'm big on this as a musician. Singing can be another great hobby that doesn't cost you anything but your time and your voice. The fun part about singing is that you can be as casual or formal as you want with it. For example, you can sing at home, in your car, or in the shower. That's casual. Or you can take it up a notch and join a choir or a group. Want to sing with friends? Go to karaoke a few nights a week. The one thing that holds a lot of people back from singing is just the fear of being judged. But honestly, the more you practice and prepare at home when nobody's around, the more you can conquer your fear. This is something my wife and I have both wanted to try and we just haven't got around to it. Maybe this winter will be the time that we do it. Juggling. This is a fun one you can do almost anywhere as long as you have something to toss in the air. Juggling is hard. Uh, That's what some people say. Some people say it's easy, but it's challenging. It can be a great free hobby. The more you practice, the more you can juggle. And trust me, people will be impressed. There are great juggling tutorials on YouTube. You can use a tennis ball or probably something you've got around the house. Number nine is something that's always fascinated me. And I got to say, I don't have the patience for it. Origami. Origami is the art of folding paper, and it can be really impressive with practice. All you need to become an origami master is paper and time. The great thing about this hobby is that it's free to learn and practice. You just need paper. There are tons of free videos and resources that can show you exactly how to do it. Number 10, drawing. Another paper-based hobby. You've probably got paper around the house. You've probably got pens or pencils. How about drawing? Number 11, I love this one. Solving puzzles and crosswords. Do you like puzzles? Are you into math or words? Do you get the newspaper and do the games on the page? Well, puzzles and crosswords is a fantastic free hobby. You don't have to pay for a newspaper anymore to do crosswords. There are tons of them online. My wife and I both start our day by playing Wordle. It's a great hobby and it keeps our mind sharp. 
Number 12, basic astronomy. You don't have to buy a telescope. Looking at stars, finding planets, checking out constellations, watching shooting stars, looking up is always fun, and there are a number of free apps that will allow you to identify what you're seeing in the sky. Number 13 is something I think every kid has done at some time in their life, and some have never grown out of it, and I think that's great. How about rock collecting? Nature has a ton of beauty. And for those with a collector spirit, rock collecting can be a fun, free hobby. The hard part about collecting in general, you know, collecting stamps or record albums, it can be expensive. Coins, expensive. Art, expensive. But collecting rocks is free, a free hobby provided by nature. There's no set way to collect rocks. You can collect rocks you just find pretty. You can collect a certain type of rock, like granite or quartz. There are a ton of ways. Number 14, Meditation. Meditation has been a huge buzzword in business the last few years. Many tech titans practice meditation or some form of mindfulness every day. Meditation can be a great free hobby because it not only helps to clear your mind and focus, but can also be an enjoyable experience and just for fun. It can help you focus, relax, and sharpen your skills. And lastly, take advantage of your free community treasures. City parks, museums that have free days, or zoos, or art galleries. Each city has some kind of free treasures that you can go out and explore. So, as we're looking forward to National Frugal Fun Day, there's a few things you can start for free or very little money. I so appreciate all of you coming along on this journey with me to try to make the world a little more positive place. And don't forget, My journey into making the world a more positive place doesn't end with the podcast. It kind of begins here, but you can find Rick's Ramble spreading positivity on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I hope you'll follow along on those platforms for unique content on all of those platforms. If you'd like to support what I do, the easiest thing to do is simply share it on your own social media and let folks know what you're listening to. If you'd like to support financially, I've partnered with a company named MyFollow. It's a company that sells wildlife tracking bracelets, and they support wildlife conservation and positive content on the Internet. These bracelets are amazing. I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can purchase one for yourself. Also, if you'd like to do something, you can just buy me a cup of coffee, and I will put a link there also. Once again, I appreciate you being a part of my journey. In a nostalgia segment this week, we're going to look at the number one shows 60 years ago this week. Here are the 15 top shows from the first week of October 1963. Number one, The Beverly Hillbillies. Number two, Bonanza. Number three, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Number four, Petticoat Junction. Number five, The Andy Griffith Show. Number six, The Lucy Show. Number seven, Candid Camera. Who remembers that? Number eight, The Ed Sullivan Show. Number nine, The Danny Thomas Show. By the way, did you know The Andy Griffith Show was a spinoff of The Danny Thomas Show? Number 10, My Favorite Martian. Number 11, The Red Skelton Show. A three-way tie for number 12, I've Got a Secret, Lassie, and The Jack Benny Show. And number 15, so the three-way tie makes it 12, 13, 14. And number 15, The Jackie Gleason Show. Number one shows from this week in 1963. 
And it's time for our special days for this week. Today, Monday, October the 2nd, is National Day of Unity. It's Guardian Angels Day, National Consignment Shop Day, and it's National Name Your Car Day. Does your car have a name? Well, our Kia Soul is named Moon Pie. Tuesday the 3rd is Global Smoothie Day. Look at the Leaves Day, National Butterfly and Hummingbird Day, and it's National Techies Day. Wednesday the 4th, National Cinnamon Roll Day, Improve Your Office Day, and it's International Toot Your Flute Day. Thursday the 5th, National Do Something Nice Day, National Apple Betty Day, I have no idea what an Apple Betty is, and it's National Get Funky Day. Friday the 6th is Garlic Lovers Day, Kids Music Day, National Badger Day, and it's National Noodle Day. Saturday the 7th, Digital Scrapbooking Day, International Frugal Fun Day, and it's National Flower Day. And Sunday the 8th is National Fluffernutter Day, National Pierogi Day, and it's National Off-Roading Day. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Rick's Rambles Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you're looking for something to occupy your time this winter, let me encourage you to grab a pen and paper and go back and listen to the segment about frugal fun ideas and let me know if you try any of them. Please take a moment, share the podcast on your social media, let folks know what you're listening to, and until next week, be kind to as many people as you can as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.